is Alexander. Shabbat for three. Bang! Oh! will get it for the win. He is hard to believe. Here's Troy. guys welcome to dime dropper another season preview for the 2021-2022 nba season for this one we are going to be talking the i'm sorry if your team is included in this but the bottom feeders or the bottom of the barrel of the nba teams that i don't think are either that interesting or just not good um starting with a we have a sympathizer or a fan of sorts <laughs> uh part of our dime dropper production team my good friend, TC, coming on to talk Sacramento Kings. Yep, that's right. Big Sacramento Kings fan. I also like the Lakers, but I am partial to the Kings. I have been for like a decade now. And yeah, they are definitely bottom feeders. They definitely qualify. So they have some interesting, exciting things to look forward to, though. De'Aaron Fox, one of my favorite, I think, players in the league now. I mean, I've been a fan of his since I saw him absolutely destroy my dad and I guess one one of my teams, UCLA Bruins basketball, Alonzo Ball, and TJ Leaf. He absolutely went crazy. I think it was the Sweet 16 with Malik Monk. Yes. Yeah, and psh, ever since that moment, you know, we went to go see him live. Yeah. Lakers Kings 2017-18 season. That was a good game. Yeah, that was a fun regular season game. Julius Randle played well. Uh, we watched, you know, De'Aaron has grown every year in this league. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, my favorite uh, player from last year's draft class, because he said he's a fan of the Magic Man. He's special. So tell me about. Uh, uh, what he was like last season. You watched him a lot more than me. So. He he played off he played off the ball a lot because he played alongside De'Aaron, but a lot of the time De'Aaron sort of seeded him the ball and seeded him the playmaking abilities because he's just he's such a good reader of the four. He's got a high basketball IQ, and even though he came in at 20 years old, he pretty much earned the respect of his teammates like halfway through the season, and he became a leader. So Yeah, I think he... Man, he's gonna be—he's gonna be very interesting going forward. Obviously, the new rookie, Davion Mitchell. Yeah. So people have talked about and shared videos of him playing defense in summer league and preseason and practices. Seems like he's very, you know, a go-getter. Yeah. Do you think? How big of an impact do you think he can make? Is he gonna be? What's the predicted starting lineup for the Kings here? Do we have anything to look forward to here? Well, I think. The, the talk is that they're going to do a three-guard lineup with, with Davion out there, and he, he's pretty much the shortest of him, Tyrese, and De'Aaron, so he would probably be guarding the point guard of the opposite team, and then De'Aaron will get the two, maybe Tyrese will get the three. I don't know, because yeah, Tyrese is pretty much the lankiest of the three. But Davion, with his intensity, he, he could really help this team. With, the defense has been the biggest issue for years, especially under Luke Walton. Uh, but... If you have a three-guard lineup, it might be null and void because yeah. they could just get totally taken advantage of. Do you think so? Does that mean uh, Harrison Barnes comes off the bench or no? He'll come in, but he'll be he'll be playing the four, at and the then Rashawn Holmes at the five. So Buddy Hill to the bench. Buddy Hill to the bench for sure. He'd be a good six man though. He would be. I think this team has some potential, honestly. Other bench pieces. Terrence Davis, Raptors fans actually spoke yeah. pretty highly of he's, him. He's he's a good he's a good player off the bench. 
how could you be more Harkless? He, he was good for the Clippers. I think he's a serviceable role player off the yeah. bench. Definitely. And then, is Corey Joseph still on the team? <laughs> no Corey Joseph? No, no Corey Joseph. He was, he was pretty mediocre. So, you know, part of the Kings stigma or thing right now or bad run of luck going for them, I mean, the f- last time they made the playoffs was the first year I was watching basketball, 05-06. <laughs> People just, have, it's kind of like the Clippers used to be. People just think it's the Kings. They won't make the playoffs. Is there any reason to think that they can make the play-in? Top 10 seeds? Because let me tell you where I have them right now, and then you can tell me what you think. I have them right now as the 13 seed. I think they could be better than the Spurs. I think they could be better than the Pels and the Wolves, and definitely, honestly, get into that 10 spot. But let me ask you, what yeah, do you think? I think? I think if they stay healthy and they take a, take a step ahead, take a step forward defensively from where they were last year, I think that's really all they need to make it into the playoffs. Because the previous two years, you know, last year, they were pretty close to making that play-in. And the year before, uh, before the pandemic happened, we're very they, good. they were definitely going on their way to making the playoffs. They were surging at the end of that season. So I think if if Davion comes in and, and brings a heightened defensive intensity, I think that could really be the difference there. De'Aaron played defense in, when I see him play. Is he, yeah. yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's a good defender. Rashawn Holmes is a good defender. Harrison yeah. Barnes can hold his own. Okay, so, you know, is Luke Wallen still the coach? Yeah, he's still the coach. All right, so we'll see. Marvin Bagley, I'm going to end it with that. Is there any hope? This was the second pick in the draft. I, I, I've honestly, I think the ship has sailed for him long ago. I was, I liked him coming in as a rookie, but I soured on him pretty quickly because he, he, he does not play defense well at all. He's one of the worst defenders in the league, second to probably Buddy Heald. Really? Yeah. He's, he's abysmal defensively. And then his shot selection offensively is really bad. He kind of just makes his decision on what he's going to do before he gets oh, the ball. Okay. And sometimes he'll make it, and it'll be a nice move, but he just rarely passes, honestly. Man, so, going to be tough. De'Aaron Fox, though, I just want to say to the, to the viewers, 25 points a game, 7 assists last season. Like, those are pretty good. Yeah. Those are some all-star numbers, yeah. so. It's, it's kind of wild that he hasn't been an all-star yet, but he is on the Kings. This is his... Going into his fifth season here, yeah. it's going to be interesting. I got the, so I finished with the Kings. Yeah, thirteenth. What do you think about them? Where they're placing? I think they'll because I saw you had the Wolves and the Spurs ahead of them. I think they'll finish ahead of both of them. I think they're also better than the Pels. I think they could easily get in. They do have a better roster than the Pels. Yeah, overall, in my opinion, I and think so too. I think they could easily get in at ten or nine. All right. Well, would you be disappointed if they don't get a playing spot? I will be. Okay. We'll see. Sacramento Kings. TC, thanks for coming on to the show. Hopefully see you back again. We'll see you behind the scenes. Sure. For our next part, or for the remainder of the episode, we're going to have a guest that you guys are very familiar with. He's a Knicks fan, but he won't be talking Knicks this time. We're going to go through the rest of the bottom feeders. From our production team, it's Lucas Lyon. What's going on, Dean? Thanks for having me back. It's nice to be here. You know? Nice to be here as well, of course. Thanks for joining us. You know, obviously people gave us really good feedback on your video, so yeah, wanted to hear your take on some other teams. So let's start with the team that I have finishing as the worst team in the league, and that's the Orlando Magic. <laughs> I don't really have much to say about them. Uh, obviously Jalen Suggs coming in from Gonzaga, and yeah. Yeah, I mean the Magic just have people that should have turned out better and didn't, you know? Like Michael Mo- Carter Williams, Mo Bamba, Markel Fultz, 
Terrence Ross. These are just these are just whatever players. You're gonna have a couple highlights. You know, I've always been a Cole Anthony fan. Cole Anthony. So yeah. I think he might have a decent year and get some minutes, uh, especially with a team that's not great. But then also Jalen Suggs plays well. He's definitely gonna get minutes over him. Terrence Ross will get minutes over him. Marco Fultz. So maybe, you know, maybe he'll be some good, you know, trade pieces or something. But that's all the magic are going to be. They're going to be trade pieces and bottom feeders and the occasional Terrence Ross highlight. So, yeah, you know, Jonathan Isaac, though, when he comes back, it will it should be. I mean, is, yeah, but, uh, I don't know what's happening with the Orlando Magic with the whole COVID thing, but, you know. Florida, though, he's yeah. been, he'll be able to play home games, though. Oh, true. So Jonathan Isaac, he's a good player. Just, uh, I just don't think that this – it's a young, it's a work in progress. They have Gary Harris I'm looking at now. Because, uh, yeah, they traded Aaron Gordon. Mm-hmm. They traded Vucevic. They got Wendell Carter. Do you think just for this not. young developing team uh, – and then this will be the last we talk about the Magic because nobody wants to talk about the Magic, let's be real. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Magic fans. If you guys are – I've never actually had a Magic fan I remember in my stream. So no. if you are a Magic fan, come on, make yourself make yourself heard. Do you think Jonathan Isaac and everything that's happened with him, the vaccine and all this stuff in the NBA sphere, not the Florida sphere, but the NBA sphere as itself, do you think that's going to be a distraction for the younger players on the team? Because this is going to be a young team for the foreseeable future, and he's gonna, he is kind of the vet on the team, so to speak. Mm, no, I don't think it's relevant either. I think it's going to be losing a lot of games. Uh-oh. I think they're going to be losing a lot of games. Uh, it'll be nice to see. I, this, is a, this is a franchise that could have had Tobias Harris, Oladipo still. I mean, traded Oladipo for Serge Ibaka. I mean, and they could have still had Vucevic, all three of those guys. Mm-hmm. And They had yeah. moments where they were good last year. Whatever. But, Sorry, Magic fans. Do you think they're going to be the worst team in the, in the Eastern Conference? Probably. East is getting better. And they're the probably the only team in the East that didn't get any better at all whatsoever. I think they only got, a, they only got worse over the course of the last season than the offseason. So... Yeah, tough scenes for the Orlando Magic. Let's go to another franchise that's been tough scenes for a long time. A franchise that when we were kids was a feared organization, the Detroit Pistons. They have some something going for them now with no more Drummond, no more Blake Griffin. Now they have number one pick, Cade Cunningham, but he is not ready to start the season, I believe. So what's your thoughts on them, if any? I mean, Killian Hayes isn't going to be ready to start the season. Cade Cunningham's not going to be ready to start the season. Um, was it Jeremy Grant? Oh, yeah, Jeremy Grant's a good player. He had a yeah, great, but, came off the best season of his career. Okay, but I, uh, everyone was like, oh, Jeremy Grant. It's either Jeremy Grant or Julius Randle for most improved player. And I think one of the reasons why Julius won it over Jeremy Grant is because he had the emptiest stats I've ever seen. Your team's not winning games. At the end of the day, he left Denver to score more points and play more, play more minutes on a losing team. And it was the same amount of money. Same amount of money. Yeah. So, I mean, it's tough scenes for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, J.J. Reddick's always clowning them on, on the old man in the three. He's, he says it's one of the worst places to play. I mean, they play in like the Little Caesars Arena. Right? That's a new stadium, though, man. Yeah, but Brand it's new. called the Little Caesars Arena, dude. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. It's, it's just another team where it's just tough scenes for the D- Detroit Pistons. How the mighty have fallen. Uh, shout out to Chase, uh, if you're watching this, man. Pistons fan that we had on the show talk about the Lions when we traded Stafford for Goff, if you guys remember that episode. Um, so that, I got them finishing 14th. Any, well, yeah, second worst agree. team in the East. Uh, let's go to the other side, though, for a second. I got the Houston Rockets as the worst team in the Western Conference. Second pick, Jalen Green. Uh, they actually do have potential to finish higher than that, though, I think. Christian Wood is not a bad player. 
Um, I mean, but, you, you you don't know with with you don't know how these young prospects are going to play. I mean, I don't. I definitely don't think they're going to win anything in the West. They they might be the you know 15th seed. They might be the 14th seed. Maybe the 13th seed at the absolute highest. Yeah, I don't see them um, getting close to a play-in situation. I think that they're going to be a fun team to watch because they got Kenyon Martin Jr. They got um, Kevin Porter Jr. They yeah. got. Uh, um, you know, um, Christian, Josh, Wood. Christian Wood, Josh Christopher, uh, Jalen Green. Um, so these are all players that have been really good and really fun to watch. Obviously, Jalen Green and Josh Christopher have been in the media for a while um, in high school, college, G League, whatever it may be. Um, and they're just fun players to watch. So I think they're going to be a fun nothing team to watch. Jay Sean Tate is another one. Mm-hmm. They got, I mean, they got some young talent there, honestly. Jay Sean Tate, KPJ. Uh, fight on mm-hmm. uh, Daniel House We got know. some players That can get into their bag And have fun I love John I used to love John Wall I mean he was one of my favorite players yeah. But I just think that he's I mean he's, I love he's, John Wall I hate to say this But he's washed now I think after the injury It's just He doesn't have that same explosion He was never yeah. a great jump shooter And no. his game was a lot of explosion And mm-hmm. he's just and to, In fact he's not efficient In today's NBA With so much space Even though his team Probably didn't have As good of spacing as others He Still, also wants out like they mutually want want to find another place for him, so I hope John Wall finds his place because growing up, we all love John Wall. Yeah, I mean, he's he one was, of the most electric players to watch. Yeah. But anyway, I got the Rockets finishing the bottom of the West. Any objection? No, sir. All right, the second worst team in the West, in my opinion, is gonna be the Oklahoma City Thunder. Even though they have one of my favorite players, former Clipper Shea Gilgis Alexander, um, Josh Giddy is an exciting one mm-hmm. that Asher was talking about a lot. I know he wanted to talk about him, but yeah, no, not Josh Giddy, he just seems like. You know, it's another young team. Uh, SGA is amazing. He's so, so good. I think Giddy's going to be... If the Thunder play well this season, I think if if the Thunder get anywhere above, like, the, the 12th seed, maybe above the 11th... Like, uh, if they get the 12th seed up, I think Josh Giddy's going to be a Rookie of the Year candidate regardless, but he's he's something special. I think it's... You look at the players that come in after playing professional ball overseas... And they come in with a different poise and attitude towards the game. You have Luca sure. and Lamelo, um, and all you have the, the resurgence of, of of foreign players coming into the league. They have a different idea of how to play the sport. Yeah. Um, and just because basketball, I mean, we've talked, you've talked about yeah. this. Basketball is taught differently in, in Europe and in Australia and stuff like that. So I'm really interested to see how he integrates into the league. Josh Giddy integrates into the league. Um, but yeah, other than SGA and Giddy. Who's going to watch the Thunder? Yeah, I mean, Lou Dort, Darius Baisley, Isaiah Roby, uh, Pokashevsky. You know, they have some young talent to look forward to, but this team has got so many picks, man. Yeah. I always forget that Pokashevsky, that's how you say his name, right? Yeah, I think so. He's uh, he's seven one. No way. No Dude, chance. He's seven. He's at least 6'11". I'm almost certain. Yeah, he's seven feet. Damn, that's crazy. He plays, he plays he like a point like guard. He's 6'8". He plays and he plays like a point guard. Dude, dude does not. He does not step inside the key. He doesn't step inside. Barely steps inside the three point line. So you know, we'll see. I think SGA though is going to have, you know, one of the best. He's going to have the best season of his career. He'll average like absolutely twenty five points a game. At but least he's going to have to. So I got them second to last. What do you think? Yeah, second to last. All right, we already obviously I got the Kings thirteenth as I said when mm-hmm. we had TC. Um, I'm going to go with. I had the Spurs 12th. They don't have LaMarcus Aldridge anymore. Lost no. Rudy Gay. Lost DeMar DeRozan. They do have Lonnie Walker, DeJounte Murray, 
Sheldon Johnson, right? Sheldon Johnson, yeah, Jakob Portal, who I saw this summer and talked to briefly. Um, what's your thoughts on them? You know, uh, you still know, got pop around. I mean, I I've always been a big Spurs I don't know, sympathizer, sympathizer, appreciator. Like I've yeah. always loved watching the Spurs, and I think that Zach Collins on the Spurs now. Yeah, I think it's just. It's time to move on. I think Pop is probably going to retire soon. It just seems like that. The the powerful Spurs are now knocked off their throne. They aren't this, you know, kids today aren't going to know the Spurs as this absolute powerhouse that we know them as. I mean, before what, a year ago, how many times did we see the Spurs miss the playoffs? That was the last. I think that was the first time they did exactly. Miss the playoffs. They had like 20, 20, the bubble season. They didn't make. Yeah. It. So the, before that, they had what 20, 22, 21 straight seasons of making the playoffs. Twenty straight seasons of making the playoffs. At least twenty. So, you know, I think it's a, a the Spurs are in a heavy rebuild. I hope they turn it around because they're a really great franchise. They're, it's really great when they are dominant in the West. And is it now? And is it that they're great when they're dominant in the West? I'd rather them not be good. They've been had had their chance, and it's not like the Knicks or the Celtics or the Bulls or the Lakers. Yeah, but I always, I always I liked, I always liked seeing, and obviously, if Popovich retires and whatnot, then it'd be different. But I always liked seeing the really not almost flawless, true basketball that the Spurs played in the playoffs. That's that true, was so that was so fun as like as a true basketball fan and as a, like a kind of a hoop head. That's Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony. Obviously, yeah, exactly. That's like that, they you know. made it championship basketball. Yeah, but that's also pop. And then like the For sure, that team you... was that whole team. So um, it's kind of a little sad to see the Spurs where they are now, just because it, it was something bit. to look forward to. Um, I remember when they lost the Grizzlies in the playoffs; that was a shock. Um, but I just think that other than, other than like Lonnie Walker and Dejounte Murray and Kelvin Johnson, they're pretty much an irrelevant team. I have them finishing twelfth. I think that depending on if an important player gets injured, they could be even worse and just tank all the way to, and pop announces retirement. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, I got them finishing twelfth though. But I honestly think that also Spurs fans. If I've never seen a Spurs fan in my life, but if you are, shout out to you Spurs fans. Um, I got you guys fin. I could see you guys finishing tenth, yeah. or ninth, honestly, because it's the Spurs. You know, they mm-hmm. always find a way. I'm just like, I put a little bit of what I want as well with these, because some of these you just don't know. Um, yeah. A lot of it just comes down to who's more healthy these days in this league. Anyway, I got the Spurs twelfth. What about you? You got them? Do you think? What are you thinking? Uh yeah, I'd say anywhere between twelfth and ten. I don't think they're. I don't think they're gonna get anywhere above ten. I, I think. There's a possibility they make the play-in game and they lose, um, but but yeah, they're not going to be a really relevant team this year. Um, Lonnie Walker might do a couple really nice plays, and like they have young talent that I think isn't going to be there very long. I think that a lot of these players are probably going to look elsewhere uh, because they want to play on winning teams, and the Spurs aren't a winning team anymore. Yeah, and it's crazy to say yeah. hear that out of your mouth. The Spurs aren't a winning team anymore. But anyway, we could be wrong though. We never know. It's eighty-two game season again, which is yeah. going to be unreal. And they're not. They have young players that won't be resting or load managing. Yeah. Obviously, even though the Spurs are like the originators of that. But I will say about the Spurs when they did it, they were old. Yeah. Tim Duncan, Tony, and Manu were old. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't. wasn't in their prime in the middle of the season. <laughs> also, usually towards the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do when you've already... I mean, the Spurs were all, all always, what, top 
four seed, top three seed, and they're going to rest Tim Duncan um, for his like 78th game when they've already locked in a locked in their seed. What's the point of playing him? You've already, you know. Yeah, I just rest. remember that one notorious time against the Heat. Uh, I think it was like 2014 <laughs> yeah. when they had come off the finals and he did it. That that was just a fucked up move by Pop. Yeah. But yeah, it was. anyway, that's by the way. They got, so guys, that concludes my Western Conference previews. I really hope you enjoyed. Obviously, Clippers and Lakers still coming tomorrow. So, but here are my final standings as I'll read them off to you guys. Fifteenth, Houston. Fourteenth, OKC. Thirteenth, Sacramento. Twelve, San Antonio. Eleven, New Orleans. In the playing spots, I got the Wolves at ten. I got the Grizzlies at nine. I got the Blazers finishing eighth. I got my Clippers finishing 7th, the Warriors finishing 6th, the Mavs finishing 5th, and then with home court advantage, I got the Denver Nuggets in 4th, the Utah Jazz in 3rd, the Lakers at 2nd, and number 1, I got the Suns. But I'm really unsure about the Suns, Lakers, and Jazz. What are you thinking, man? Because here's the (sighs) thing. I'm thinking the Lakers are not going to be the number 1 seed because it's going to take time for this shit to gel. The Suns, though, I just feel like there's an injury to the big three bound to happen. I, I hate to say that. Not long-term, not like missing the playoffs yeah. or anything, but like to miss 20 to 30 games. Because last season, when I did the Suns preview with nothing but Suns, Chris Paul missed like three games, mm-hmm. Devin Booker five, Mikhail missed zero, and DeAndre Ayton missed like five or something. Yeah. That's not going to happen. To my opinion, that's not going to happen again. You don't You don't think that like they're going to miss that, that few games? Or you, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised... If I wouldn't be surprised if it happened again, where where they didn't miss they they miss very few games and they play a really consistent, you know, consistent basketball throughout the season. Um, I'm kind of interested why you have the Clippers at seven. Is that low or high? That's a low, I thought that was low, but um, I guess there's no Kawhi, right? That may be being harsh on the Clippers. I think honestly we can finish anywhere between four to seven. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. I four to I think, I think eight is the absolute lowest we can finish. Yeah. I, I, I think analysts don't people think we're gonna finish in the playing spots though. No matter what, I a think, lot of people. I think some, the, not all. A lot of Clipper fans think we're gonna finish higher, but I just don't think. Yeah. I think I only I was I had them sixth at first, but I'm thinking that the Warriors just because they, Steph Curry. I, I know we have a better overall team, but Steph Curry, yeah. Paul. The thing is, if Paul George misses any amount of time without Kawhi, yeah. we're in trouble. That's my biggest thing. And you can't load, you cannot load manage uh, Paul this year. Well, I think they're going to sit him on certain back to backs, and I just here's the thing it though: we had that happen. next man up mentality last season. We just have to see if we have it this season. I just put him at seven, but yeah. I think we can finish literally yeah. fourth if we're I amazing. Think, I think it's fair. I think it's a yeah. very fair. Um, I was just, I was just interested because I, I think you guys will probably finish sixth or fifth. Um, personally, um, Warriors or us? Probably. When is Clay coming back? That's the thing. I don't really know. That, that, that's what it depends on. Exactly. I, I think that, you know, I think Draymond's great, but there were times last season when he was too shy to score. And he was, he's, he's a dominant presence on the court. He's a great leader of the team. But Draymond, dude, you got to go get a bucket. I'm sorry. Like, like I get the, the 10 rebounds and 10 assists and 8 points. Dude, Get. I'd rather you have 20 points and 12 rebounds and six assists and, you know, run the team, but get a bucket. 
You can't score 20 points, man. Okay, fine. A game, 13. not a game. 13. I was hoping for 10. But what, I mean... I, I think Draymond is more than capable of scoring 13 points a game. And I think without Clay, it puts a lot of the scoring and a lot of the pressure on Steph. And, you know, I think that the Clippers... I, I think if the Clippers can be consistent, if Paul George can play games, I really see you guys, you know, anywhere between either 5th or 6th seed. Well... That's my Western Conference. Uh, I think the Suns... You know what? I really don't know. I, you know what, Suns fans? I'll give you the first seed. I'll I give think you the, the Suns will seed. be the first seed. Um, but Lakers second, Jazz third. But it could easily be Lakers third, Jazz second. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be uh, Suns, Jazz, Lakers, personally. Um, Maybe, honestly, better than what I picked on it, probably. You know, I'd just, probably say that, yeah. I don't know. Russ yeah, and Brian, probably. Russ and Brian are going to be, you know... Have, have, they're playing. They're playing fun basketball in the preseason. I think when when it comes down to it, they're gonna have a difficult time playing with each other in the beginning. Um, it's gonna be load managing there. A lot of load managing. Of a lot of inconsistent lineups, and it's gonna take time. And I think that the. I mean, the Lakers will be fine. They're my title favorites. I think. Um, and you know, but they'll finish third. So let's go to the Eastern Conference. Talk about the rest of the bottom feeders there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Here's who I've got finishing 13th, the Washington Wizards. I actually think they may be an exciting team to watch just because they made a big trade, sending Russ over to the Lakers and getting Kuz, who is just a wild card. He's been he's redefined himself, though, in his role. He, he initially was a bucket-getter shot maker, mm-hmm. and then he became a defensive re, uh, rebounder, grit guy, hustle guy who just kind of shot a lot of threes and quick shots sometimes contested and it just doesn't really go in and it doesn't look like he has any confidence in his offensive bag anymore i think that part of the reason kyle kuzma looked decent last year at times was i mean he played well but because he was in the purple and gold and players just i don't know you're you're on on the lakers you're on the lakers you know like you're wearing the lakers jersey you're on a, a the arguably greatest franchise in basketball and you know he's he's on the wizards and suddenly now he's going to look like even more of an idiot doing the stuff he's... I mean, he already does in the preseason. You don't think he's going to get off? Yeah. He, he has nights where he plays really well. He plays phenomenal basketball. And then he has... He'll play on a Wednesday. He'll play phenomenal basketball. And then Friday he'll play like garbage. And he'll he'll have like five turnovers, two points, and like four rebounds. And you just he'll just play bad basketball. Um, so I don't think he's a reliable... Well, fake like person on your team is he their second option? No, well look, they actually I'm looking at this roster. They got some players. Uh, Denny Avdia is going to be in his second year. I actually really like Denny. You know, he didn't really get used by Scott Brooks. He got hurt though. Very well. Yeah, he got hurt, and then after just kind of mm-hmm. was stuck in the corner, feeding off of yeah. Russ and Beal's plate really. And he has a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Wes Unseld, yeah. Junior, coaching their team now, which is awesome. You know, obviously that'll be interesting. Yeah, obviously, you guys know watching Time Machine video, mm-hmm. episode one, Wes Unseld in the All-Star game. But it's awesome seeing his son, some of that, you know, Wizards, Bullets, Legacy. Yeah. But um, I hope that I hope the changes in, in the coaching staff help the Wizards grow because, you know, I like Bradley Beal. I think he deserves to win. I think he's, you know, he's a little bit of a defensive liability. But other than that, he's a great player. He's really sticking it out in Washington. He's, I, he deserves success there. 
just I just agree. as just as Damian Lillard deserves success in Portland, uh, Bradley Beal deserves success in Washington, and I hope that this change will give it to him. Denny Avdi is definitely a really great player. And Rui Hachimura is another one as well, yeah. and Thomas Bryant. You know, they got some young players, and then Daniel Gafford, who is very athletic and yeah. aggressive. You know, on the boards and a hustle player that they got from Chicago, and then Spencer Dinwiddie. That's true. They have some players. And then Montrader. I mean, he's a good player for a team like this who's going to be hungry to prove himself, and he's going to score. And I think he, Dinwiddie's going to get off this year. I, I think he's coming He's coming off of an injury. He has something to prove. He got kind of X'd out of the, out of the nets. Um, he was very good when he was on the nets. And, you know, they're kind of like, All right, we, don't, we don't really need you anymore. So... It was just assumed that they were going to trade him. I personally wanted him to come to the Knicks. I really wanted to get Spencer Dinwiddie um, because he's he's something special. And I forgot he was on the Wizards, to be honest. They, they don't, the problem with this team is it's not a lot of defense going no. on here. And I think that Absolutely not. They, they definitely needed to fire Scott Brooks. We had him as a dime dropper team last year. I talked about a lot of the things Scott Brooks just didn't do right. And I'm not saying he's a terrible coach, but he didn't do a good job definitely with the Wizards. Definitely not a good coach. Huh? He's definitely not a good coach. Well, he didn't do a good job at the Wizards, I'll say that. But I think this team has the potential to maybe sneak into the play-in, but I doubt they finish better than Toronto or Charlotte. I had him 13th. Yeah, they'll be 13th. Just because of defense. Uh, Davis Berton's another guy. You know, he can can shoot, but sometimes he can really slump and he doesn't offer anything else. So I got them finishing 13th. The Mm -hmm. 12th seed, I got the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, they got one of our USC guys, Evan Mobley. Tall. Uh, yeah, tall he's lanky, team. athletic, can handle the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really a, not from what I've seen, too much of a post up guy, more of no. you know face up. He reminds me kind of like how Marvin Bagley was at Duke. Yeah. But you know what? We're gonna see how he does. Uh, I'm hoping the the best for him. Colin Sexton, talented player, a lot of drama surrounding his name all the time about like him and stats and what people say about him. A GM came out or something and said he was selfish or. Just blatantly. Darius Garland, shifty player. Again, though, same issue for me. I don't really know how much defense there is and how all these pieces fit. A... Same with the Wizards. I don't know how all these pieces fit. A lot of names. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was, it was what, last season when, when, they, when they beat the Nets back-to-back and Sexton went nuts. I remember that. I mean, he has, they definitely have hoopers. Jared Allen? They definitely have hoopers. They're a tall team. They're a decent team. I think 12 is. Lowry Markinen, Kevin Love. Well, Ricky Rubio now, like they just—it's just a hilarious team. Yeah, 12th seed is right for them. Um, looks like their starting lineup is going to be Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Isaac Okoro is in his second season. Mm-hmm. Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, they have Kevin Love, Jetty Osman. It's a weird team. Yeah, I think 12 is right, but I could easily see the Wizards being better than them. Yeah, I um, could also see the Cavs being better than we expect. I agree as well. Sexton, I definitely could. Maybe Sexton, Sexton and Garland take another leap. Garland, Okoro's a good defender. Maybe Mobley's the rookie of the year. Markkinen's nice. Mobley's he's not that nice. He's decent. He's he Markkinen's s- nice. He can score, but uh, I don't think so. He's like Porzingis to me. He's better than Porzingis. I don't know about that. He offers nothing on the defensive end, whereas Porzingis at least offers I mean, defensively. And uh, there's a reason the Bulls shipped him out. Like this dude is just a big, a tall Porzingis. guard, man. He just sits in the perimeter and shoots. He's just That's a tall guard, but uh, I think he's decent. I like him. All right. I liked, I Fair watched the, I watched a decent amount of him last year because I just was for some reason watching Bulls games and then when we would play them he was always an issue. Um, he gets off, you know, decent player. All right, well I got them finishing twelfth, and then obviously I said the Hornets eleventh. Yeah. Toronto tenth, Pacers mm-hmm. ninth, 
And that's all she wrote, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to end it off. So let me, I'll just, actually, you know what? I'll just throw the East out there for you. 15th Magic, 14th Pistons, 13th Wizards, 12th Cleveland, 11th the Charlotte Hornets. Sorry, Hornets fans. Making the playing spots. I got the Toronto Raptors at 10, the Pacers at 9, Chicago Bulls at 8, 76ers at 7 because it's a toss-up. Sorry, Sixers fans. You could easily finish higher than that if this all gets sorted out. But I just, I don't know. I feel like hating because you have Glenn Rivers as your coach. I'm sorry. You really have the Sixers that low? No, I just don't know where to place them. Because I don't know what's going on with Ben Simmons. If it's mm. not Ben Simmons, what if Embiid's injured? Yeah, fair. You know what I mean? Like, then they're screwed. I mean, it seems like Simmons is going to play. We'll see about that. Uh, sixth, the Knicks. Uh, five, I got the Celtics. Four, the Atlanta Hawks. Three, Miami Heat. But I'm tempted to switch those and put the Hawks third just because they already know each other better. Mm. Um... So, I don't know. Take your pick with that Heat and the Hawks. I'll say Hawks third, Heat fourth. And then the Nets second and the Bucks first. So, we're going to end it off with our predictions. Who's your rookie of the year? Oh, probably Giddy. Giddy on the Thunder? Giddy or Jalen Green. Yeah. I think Jalen Green already has that poise. He's already used to playing against grown men. Both of them are. Um, you know, Cade Cunningham's great, but he's playing for the Pistons. And I don't think he's I – just, I just – I think – you know, he's going to have a hard time there. Um, I think it's obviously getting adjusting to losing is hard for all of these all of these guys because some of them have never come off the bench before. Some of them have never lost, really, yeah. um, in their careers. So it'll be interesting to see how these guys adjust to losing. Um, but, yeah, I think it's probably going to be between Giddy and Jalen Green. I think they have the most poise and most... I'll go with Jalen you know. Green as well. Uh, let's go nice. with Coach of the Year. I think that's... Really hard to predict, honestly, because we don't know. Uh, yeah, what teams are gonna it just, finish, it just but... depends on what teams make the jump. I wouldn't be surprised if Nate McMillan wins Coach of the Year, especially if you. I mean, I think you have the, the Pacers Hawks. coach. Oh no, the Hawks coach. I yeah. Oh have, yeah, he can. I, use, think yeah, I, you, like... I think you have the Hawks a little high personally, but you know, um, you're entitled to your opinion. Uh-huh. You but, think you're better than them? What? You think the Knicks are better than them? No. Okay. But I, I mean, I think you have us below the Celtics. We're definitely better than the Celtics. That's gonna be an interesting one. A lot Absolutely of Boston, better than the Celtics. We'll see what happens with that um, one. But I gotta trust my boys from uh, from Beantown. Yeah, we're absolutely better than the Celtics. I mean, we got we were better than the Celtics last year, and we got better this year. So the Celtics were hampered by COVID and injuries last year. This year they're gonna have they have way more depth, and they have a new coach. And it could, I you know, their best player is better than your best player. Yeah, but our team is better than their team. Last year it was, but we'll see about this year. We'll see. Anyway, but um, but yeah, coach of the years, I think I think would probably be Nate McMillan. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Monty. Hey, if the Celtics do well, Ime Udoka will have a, ch- a chance. And a if chance. the Clippers, if the Clippers do better than expected, Ty Lue is going to have definitely Ty a chance. Gonna, it's either, but for me, it's either me, Nate McMillan, or Monty Williams. I think Monty Williams was. Very, 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 arguably, coach of the year last year. I'm very, I'm, like Tibbs deserved it absolutely, like hands down. But Monty Williams really is a phenomenal coach. It's if if the Suns have as much success as they had last year, this year, yeah, like a top two seed. I have yeah. him. Monty yeah. Williams. It's either I have him once, yeah. so I, I'm, I'd say he probably, yeah, that's my pick, Monty Williams. And, and Nate McMillan turned the Hawks around. I mean, they were a dumpster fire before he came there, and he made them into the team they were, and. Her, her damn good team. Nate McMillan is a good shot for so. coaching here too. But I'm going to go with Monty. Mm. Let's uh, talk about Defensive Player of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year. It's kind of random. 
Mm. They usually give it to bigs, I feel like. Generally. I mean, it's just it's just tough because, you know, defense isn't that heavy anymore in the league. If Anthony Davis is healthy, I think he could— He's not going to be defensive player of the year. Why are you so adamant about that? He's too soft. He's too soft, but he's great at defense in this NBA. Yeah, but— On any era, he'd be great at defense. Yeah, he'd be great at defense, but AD's too afraid of contact. I think that's more of an offense issue, Yeah, but still— What bigs actually try to bully him like that? Nobody, but I just don't think he's going to be defensive player of the year. Okay, fair enough. I don't think he has that dog in him anymore to be defensive player of the year. I don't know, man. We, people have been talking a lot about him lately. You know, the safest pick for defensive player of the year for me, honestly, is Giannis. Yeah. Because I just know he's going to bring it every single night. The so, thing is, Giannis has that dog in him that I'm gonna, he does not have. Fair enough. I'm going to go with Giannis. But I also think Clint Capella is a sleeper if the Hawks, uh, as well as I... As well as I uh, Clint Capella... I mean, if, block if, shots, man. If the Hawks are the third seed, Nick McMillan is coach of the year and Clint Capella is defensive player of the year. Fair enough. Okay, I'm going to go with... I'm a, well, obviously, he shall not be named Rudy Escar Cobert. Actually, I just named him. Is also always going to be in the running. But I'm going to go with Giannis. Getting his third defensive player of the year? Yeah. No, second, right? Yeah, second. Yeah. Uh, maybe third. Um, second defensive player of the year, I believe. Yeah, All right. Giannis um, is definitely deserving. How about most improved? That's kind of a random one. But I'm going to go with OG Ananobi. Interesting. Ooh, most improved. OG Ananobi's a good one. Another one to watch, we talked about um, with Asher. With Asher was Jordan Poole for the Warriors. If the Warriors do well, then he could really be in that mix. Yeah, because he's going to have to step up big while Clay's out, too. Um, Oh, that's good. Six man. Oh, sorry. uh, Most improved. Hmm. Yeah, OG Ananobi's a good one. Yeah. He's definitely going to make a lot of steps. Um, They're back home. Are they playing in Canada? Yes, sir. So they're back home. Right. He's going to have a good year. And he's a good player. Last he's but not least. Last but not least, MVP. It's very hard. Very hard. MVP of the league. I don't think it's going to be a Laker. No, it's not going to be a Laker. I don't see it being Devin Booker, but I think he has a chance if the Suns finish top two. Mm-hmm. Jokic, I think, will be right in that mix again. Giannis will be in that mix again. I think. I don't. Do you see a net winning it? No, no. I think Embiid could win. I think this year is going to be really telling for him as a as a leader and as a player. And I mean, I'm surprised you have them playing, have them so low because they are such a good team in the East. Um, and because it, it, it now the MVP is such a narrative driven award. If the if the Sixers have success this season, considering everything they've dealt with with Ben Simmons. Which is makes no sense why he would act like this because he was the person at fault. I mean, let's face. I mean, Glenn Rivers is Glenn Rivers, but dude, you you were garbage in the playoffs. Let's just let's just call a spade a spade. Um, and if he comes out and the Sixers play as well as they're capable of playing, and he can play seventy five games and beat us, beat us scary, dude. And he he could be a, a defensive player of the year candidate too. Yeah. Fair enough. He's a, he's a dog, and so I'm. I'm gonna say Embiid. Okay, I think I'm another, another guy that we have, we have to consider is Steph Curry. I think if the Warriors finish with a great record, he can yeah. be it. And Luka Doncic, of course. No, nah, Luka's not gonna be MVP. But based on where I have just these teams narr- placing, that's just the narrative. I have the Bucks one, so I'm gonna go with Giannis getting his third MVP. Okay, I'm gonna say it's Embiid. 
Fair enough. I have this, I think the Sixers are gonna be pretty pretty solid this year. So I'm gonna say it's Embiid. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us for the previews. Hope you enjoyed all of them with the various fans. Lakers and Clippers coming tomorrow. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Dime Dripper Podcast. Follow us on all platforms at Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Dime Dripper Pod. And let us know what you thought of our picks. Are we sleeping on your team? Are we being too harsh on some of these teams? Or are we right? Uh, Do you guys agree with what we're saying? Let us know in the comments. Peace. Peace.